0: Welcome to episode 33 of the Open Forum Podcast. My name is Mike Miller, joined by my co-host Mike Martinez to bring you the news, helpful insight, and more from the world of physical education. It's almost the end of the year. If you if you look closely enough, you can see the finish line. It's it's a bright white light. Well, I guess it depends on, on where you are too, right? I, I, there are times when I feel like we're the only ones that are still in school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I keep seeing all over social media, Instagram, Twitter, people at the lake, at the golf course, at the beach. Jealous. And I'm on Zoom. Yeah. (laughs) But listen, the the end is near. Um, For those of you who are done, the end is here. So whether you're here or near, I think one thing we can all agree on is that this year has been one that none of us, student or teacher alike, will forget anytime soon. Uh, some would even say this year has been quite the adventure. Hey. And who better <laughs> to talk about adventures? The king of segues, Mike Martinez. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I've been working hard on that one. Then the Adventure Ed guy himself. We are joined by Mark Friedrich tonight. The, the brains and the beauty behind adventure education in America, if not the world. Is that right, Mark? I don't I don't know about the world but definitely <laughs> definitely in the United
1: States. In the United States um you know we've had a good run this year. It's been a good run for adventure education and it helped a lot of people out and uh, virtually of course. But you know what I was just listening to you guys talk about the school year and yeah I think adventure is one way to really sum up the 2020 2021 school year.
0: To to put it in a family friendly way anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of other words we can use as well but <laughs> yes. So, yes, there are. I want to dive right in. I will be very honest. Uh, I feel like adventure education, at least in my experience, is not something that I know very much about. It's something that, similar to like gymnastics or or dance education, I feel like scares the crap out of me and people who like might not have had that background either in undergrad or graduate. Let's take two steps back before any steps forward. How did you even get this background in adventure education? What what drew you to this little like niche part of of education?
1: Uh, that's a, that's a great question. I um I was pretty happy as an elementary school physical education teacher. Um, I was in year eight when my former supervisor uh, took a new position in Melbourne where I work, which is North Jersey, and uh, he said, Hey, I'm opening up this new program called Adventure Education, and I was familiar with it, you know? Okay, it's a high ropes program, zip lines. I was never, never imagining in 2005 that it would become this big when we got the program. So I took a chance and I think that's what part of adventure is, you know, you take a chance and you leave your comfort zone and you enter that stretch zone. And I, you know, I left my comfort zone and I took a new job in year eight uh, at a new level at a new school and started up a new program. And they sent us for training with Project Adventure, which is one of the leading training companies in the, in the world. And uh, we had a four-day training down in Covington, Georgia. A lot of fun. We still laugh about it. And we came back certified. Uh, since then, you know, I did take the master's program at Plymouth State University in New Hampshire. It was an online program. And part of that program is you have to receive 21 credits of adventure education training. So I did that. I don't know it's probably around 2014 and that really opened my eyes not only to expanding my program but expanding what i do which is now how i got into presenting nationally adventure education concepts
0: games and activities now i'm, I'm glad to hear you mention the the high ropes the low ropes cause i feel like for 99 percent of the world you hear adventure ed you're picturing harnesses and helmets and mm-hmm. you know the ropes but anyone who has seen Mark present or has seen Adventure Ed done really well knows there's so much more that goes into it. Can you, can you talk a little bit about what else, aside from the, the ropes elements go into sure. Adventure Ed?
1: Because the ropes element is one, one piece and it's usually the culminating piece. Um, but how do you build up to that? We call it the foundation. The foundation of our Adventure Education program at Melbourne High School is all the ground level activities, which would be your team builders, your icebreakers, your social emotional learning activities, your problem solvers. Mike, you've seen me with the tr- blindfolded trust building activities. Absolutely. Um, you know, technical skills. All my students learn how to belay. All my students learn how to tie the essential climbing knots. All my students learn how to do gear retrieval and, and uh, rescues out on the course. Uh, we've done repelling. So it's more than just climbing. It's learning essential skills that they could take in applying the real world with any group team you know uh club in a college university setting in their dorms with their new roommates um, you know anywhere where there's group development the the curriculum we teach in adventure education applies you know the life skills that you teach also building trust and responsibility i mean they follow
0: you through year after year i would say for anyone who who has not had the the pleasure of seeing mark You know doing his thing at a conference or at a workshop is i I think what you leave with is the power behind those relationship builders especially in i feel like this world that's increasingly less and less personal um even more so over the last year and a half or so being able to connect with strangers and form those bonds i i i can't help no matter how many times i've seen you do it just thinking like wow this would be amazing in an elementary school setting, in a middle school setting, you know, where all the kids are too cool for the room, <laughs> teaching kids how to respect each other, trust each other. Again, that has nothing to do with climbing anything or trust falls or anything, but it has everything to do with life and with personal development, I feel like.
1: Yeah, you're 100% correct. And that, to me, that's one of the best things about the Adventure Education Program is I teach at a high school, grades 9 through 12, but I turnkey it at my summer camp at Camp Riverbend in New Jersey, where I run a team building program and we do a fourth grade program there. And many of the activities that I do with my high school students, I have the same uh, outcomes with the fourth graders. Um, right. And they see the, I call it the magic of adventure education. They see the power of the connection, the power of the relationship, the power of building trust. And it just, it truly is amazing. Now with anything, you know, you do have to change the way you teach it and you have to have different expectations, but you know, all these activities work with elementary, with middle school, and of course, with high school and beyond. And that's that's why I always, you know, when I say, everyone's welcomed at one of my workshops, because there is no age limit. You teach kindergarten, come on in, I'll teach you something. You know, you'll walk away with something about developing a group or building a connection with your class.
0: Now, speaking of building connection, to reiterate, I, I feel like this year, especially, it's been almost impossible to build the same types of connections, even though I feel like I've had some success, Mike has had some success, connecting virtually with kids and getting to know more about them. But to really have those, those impactful team builders, group sessions, it has to be tremendously different in person to virtual. Can you talk a little bit about what this year has looked like for you from maybe spring of last year through spring of this year where we are today? I I could sit here for an hour and tell you the story. (laughs) I really could.
1: Um, It should be a motion picture. When when COVID-19 hit, Mike, I was in the middle of one of the most amazing marking periods of my life. I had six truly special classes where everyone was on board. Anything we did, they did it with full enthusiasm, effort. They were getting it. They were 100% on board, and we were just getting ready. start going outside and the weather here in new jersey was was like close to 70 when that hit last year and then it was just ripped away the dream and it was ripped away you know with COVID-19 and the school we all knew the schools weren't coming back in two weeks and uh what I found myself what happened to me was you know I was told you could not run an adventure education program for the sake of distant learning we were all going to run the same thing which was sending home wellness logs you know, in a time of crisis, you know, what are mm-hmm. you consuming for meals? What are you consuming for, for uh, beverages? And what are you doing for 30 minutes of activity? And there was no live interaction anymore. And it felt like that was ripped away. So really my mental health went down the drain because I'm one who needs connection. I'm one who needs social interaction and I didn't have it anymore. So from March 13th to graduation day, I never saw a student again I'm sure many of you saw the, the hair and the beard came in and I looked like Grizzly Adams and I looked like Tom Hanks on <laughs> away, And I really let myself go. And I was feeling like, you know, concerned about how would I get it back? Would, would it even come back? Would the school district allow us to ever run this program again with all the contact and the closeness of an adventure education program? And it wasn't until I ran the summer camp program during a pandemic, uh, the high ropes program at Camp Riverbend, where it gave me hope. It gave me hope and it gave me a reason to get up again. Um, But more importantly, it gave me that connection, connection with others during that time, because that was an awful time period. But then I got hit with, of course, Milburn's going all virtual. Mike, let me tell you something. I had zero tech skills when it comes to Zoom, Google Meet, turning on the computer for Google Classroom. That wasn't my thing. And in year 26, I was in full-fledged panic mode. There's one thing that truly got me out of that, and that was my ability to connect with some of the world's greatest experiential educators. The, the training crew from High Five Adventure in Vermont, the Project Adventure trainers, um, Chad Littlefield from uh, We Connect, Mark Collard from Playbio.com down in Australia. I never thought I would be connecting with someone who has written book after book in adventure education and experiential education Ten thousand miles away on a weekly basis. I'm now in a learning <laughs> pod with him. He has he has zoomed with my students, and him and his playmeo.com website and database for team building activities, really I mean saved my saved my first marking period. You know my whole year. I'm indebted to him, and I, I still maintain a great connection with him. But it came down to connecting. So I turned that into then I need to connect and share this with my students. I learned in week one. When we kind of talked about it, this was new to everyone. And I said, how's it going, everyone, in your classes? And a couple of kids were honest. They said, it's awful. Our teachers don't have us turn our microphones on. There's no, there's no talking. There's no communicating. It's just curriculum, curriculum, curriculum. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Content is important. But before content comes connection. Correct. And so I said, okay, well, how can we do that? And I said, they said to me, I said, we should do activities where we talk a lot. So that's what I focused on. I focused on open microphone. Uh, everyone turn your mic on. This is the etiquette. Control your background noise. Now, granted, I do have high school students. Right. I've seen what elementary open mics look like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's I don't know how elementary school phys ed teachers did it, but they did it. And they're my true heroes because I've seen my own student, my own children's teachers, and they're amazing. But my students were awesome and we set virtual etiquette. And before you know it, we were passing the mics around. And we were ask, asking valuable questions like, hey Mike, how was your weekend? And you would reply quickly back and then you would pass it to someone else. And as you passed it, you closed your microphone. And that's how we began every class. At the end of the marking period, after doing weeks and weeks of connection games, students actually said that was the favorite part of their marking period, was getting to know other classmates even though they were virtual the whole time getting to know bits and pieces about their classmates that made them feel like they actually were with them all the time so connection before content honestly that's a, i mean that's a, an old concept but one that you know in the virtual world was vital and so so important
0: mike I, understands the tech struggle <laughs> like I'm a borderline <laughs> expert at this point. Um, I don't know if it's been uh, if it's been on a previous episode or just in conversations, but that's definitely one thing that I'm excited to take with me as we move closer towards quote unquote normal is that it's a thousand percent okay to pump the brakes on your objective, your unit, your goal. and one my I'm teaching fifth grade primarily this year, they loved – so we started with P.E. jokes, the, like the P.E. joke of the day, which are, you know, your your cringy, awful dad jokes <laughs> that they all quote-unquote hated. They're and the now best. I, hey, Mr. Martinez, can I tell a joke? And I don't care if it's in the middle of the lesson before – I'm like, absolutely, let's hear it. Whereas I can't imagine if we were in the gym, me stopping mid-lesson so a kid can tell a joke. But whether it's a good joke, a bad joke, you know what? We took time to listen to someone, so to laugh, to make that, that connection. But we can always pick up where we were and go forward. Um, with that in mind, I'm curious, along your journey, Mark, over the last year or so, had there been anything, any other tips or tricks that you learned, worked well in the virtual world that you can see yourself kind of carrying back into, quote, unquote, a normal school year or or, or things that... that either play in both areas or not. Well, a-
1: absolutely. I mean, when you're in a virtual world, you don't have your, your bag of props with you, your equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you make do with what you have at home. And a lot of the activities we did were connection or interaction games where you did not even need equipment. And so I'm thinking, you know, coming out of this, you're still going to have people skeptical. They're not going to want to see the bag of 60 rubber chickens and everyone's touching them. They're not going to want... They're not going to want the, the Ubuntu cards passed around from student to student like we're so used to. The bandanas being put on the heads—they're not going to want that. So a lot of what I'm planning for for September is what I call no-touch team building. Uh, in fact, coming up at the elementary physical education workshop, my whole presentation is on no-touch team building activities we can do safely without having to share equipment or touch each other. So uh, I can see a lot of the a lot of the activities I did. Uh, this year carrying over. There are a lot of great activities that I've picked up along the way for the first time that were around prior to, but I just never dove into that type of activity before that. I'm like, I we're, why have I been missing this activity? This is a great activity, you know, and my students are great because they actually tell me when an activity is good. And that's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, when a student says that was a lot of fun before they leave the meet, um, you know, that's when you know you got a keeper or each each time you pull it out, they're like, you see the smile on their They're face. They're ready.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of the virtual activities that we could bring back. You know, and and I always say that some of the classics that you know I've been doing for years. You know, I'm gonna pump the brakes on those and see how this goes next year, and not rush back in. You know, not sure. rush back in and start having you know people saying, oh, he's using you know all that equipment and there's no sanitizing going on. Because let's face it. You know, prior to COVID-19, we weren't sanitizing 60 rubber chickens after each period. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and it, takes, it takes a lot of work, you know, so maybe we don't do those types of activities and we, we keep focusing on the connection. You know, uh, I mean, one of the things that I love too about connection, I mean, when I was talking with Mark Collard down in Australia, he said there's six things that connection will do to any class, whether it's a physical education class, or an art class or a math class. Number one, it builds relationships. I mean, especially in this situation we were in this year, building relationships, student to student, teacher to student is essential. It makes your content richer. I found that out when I taught freshman health my second marking period. I did 10 minutes of team building, 30 minutes of health. The team building came prior to the health. We were able to talk about some pretty serious health topics casually in a virtual and hybrid setting because the students felt comfortable, because we connected. It builds trust, it builds trust amongst the teacher with the students and the students with the teacher. I'm one, of the, I'm one of those guys that I will open up and I'll let them into my life. If my dog was in the room barking, I tilted the computer and showed him the dog. You know, if one of my children came into the room and they were on the screen, you know, I said, you know, there's my 13 year old coming through to get something from the printer. I let them into my life, you know, small bits of information. This way, they feel they actually know who that person is on the computer. You know, Mike, I'm not afraid to wear Dallas Cowboys stuff to class. I want them to know. I want them to know that their teacher is a fan of the greatest team in the world. Is, is a flawed individual. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, the the connection leads to so many SEL benefits. I mean, we could go on and on about that. Most importantly, it removes participation barriers because right. when students who are maybe introverted start seeing all the extroverts you know having fun and connecting okay that wasn't too bad I can do that too and I always say challenge by choice you only offer up what you're comfortable with if you want to tell me about your weekend and say your weekend was great that's fine if you want to tell me why it was great that's fine too and lastly I think everyone learned this you know it it improves your emotional safety, mm-hmm. you know, because psychological safety was something new in adventure education on these virtual meets. We always talked about physical safety, but now you had to be worried about, you know, someone saying something in the chat or, or someone making a face and having someone walk away, like, was that answer incorrect? Or was that answer was I made fun of? So we, we talk big time about psychological safety. So, so many things came from connection. Um, and I, I learned, I mean, I learned so much. Mike, you've you've heard this before come out of my mouth. I use um the tough mutter creed. When is the last time you did something for the first time? Yep. This whole year. This whole year was a first timer.
0: <laughs> it was a year of first
1: I always tell my students to first time things, you know, try it for the first time. First time that you know, the catwalk, first time that element, first time this activity, first time being a leader. You know, everything this year was first time. First time new curriculum, first time doing meets, first time virtual back to school night. You know, so many things for virtual uh, presentations. I mean, it was an adventure and I'm a better better teacher for it. I was thinking I would become a worse teacher and I would be, you know, I don't want to say behind on all the technology, but I quickly caught up. I don't want to say I'm sad to see it go, but I'm glad. I was glad it was here because it came at the right time, you know, for me, because I got to re-energize and refocus and find new activities that now I'm like so psyched to carry on next year, you know? So my passion and energy just grew tenfold from doing this virtual adventure education, three marking periods
0: this year. I can tell you right now that I'm going to rewind and listen to that last little segment <laughs> at least two or three times. I think we could do a whole separate episode just based on that segment with so much little little gold nuggets that you shared. The the one thing that is currently resonating in my mind is both the idea of kind of making yourself maybe not vulnerable, but human at least. And letting them know, especially for the, for the high schoolers, for middle schoolers who are probably a little self-conscious about what might be going on over their shoulder or what their (laughs) living room looks like, or what you can see on their camera. You know, listen, like, listen, like my dog's barking. My daughter just spilled, you know, her, her Gatorade or, and like it happens to all of us. We're all going through this together and kind of lowering that emotional shield. But also the idea of I know like one thing, and Mike Mike Miller, you'd be very proud of me for this, is that I've gotten very good with my Google Forms. Okay. Game. Whether it's an assessment or even just a survey. I can't remember the last time in person that I taught a unit or a game or an activity and then asked my kids, what did you think of that? You know, but now that I'm giving uh, – every, every trimester, I would send out a Google Form survey. What was your favorite part of the trimester? What was your least favorite part? Uh, if you like this, why? If you didn't like this, why? And I was surprised with how honest the kids were. You know, we, we did a, a, a full-fledged yoga unit. that I'm like, oh, I feel terrible for, like, making them do this. I'm sure they don't want to. And to see how many of them loved it. Or our, our, our dance unit, which I thought was going to be a hard sell with middle schoolers. But when you ask them for feedback, yeah, some of them were like, I hope to never do that ever again. But some of them were like, it was really cool to do that in my living room, you know, behind closed doors. But I guess you don't know those things until you – or how many kids were even like, my favorite part was the fact that you asked for my feedback. And they they just want – and these are coming from 10, 11, 12-year-olds. So I can only imagine the older kids like, wow, this guy actually cares what I think, which just goes back to building connection again.
1: We we closed third marking period with, and you guys probably, um, you're a young, little younger than me, but I'm sure you've seen the Breakfast Club. Of course. of course. So at the end of the Breakfast Club, the principal is reading the letter of who the group really is. And so we do something called at the end of a marking period virtually, we do the Breakfast Club closing. And it's pretty much everyone has to say at least one thing about anyone in the class that they learned about. So, You had students saying, I learned someone in my class takes Taekwondo. I learned someone in my class is good at music. I learned someone in my class has a cat. And these were all little things that we picked up through connection. You know, it was so amazing. The other thing that I find, or I found truly, like, I was blown away. Like, I was like, wow, this actually worked. I had them do task cards. Now, Mike, you were in Burlington, Vermont for Eastern District. I took your last rib second to last rib that night at the din- at the restaurant I left you with that that you called it a pity rib. that's, a, rib. Rib. that's a
0: good <laughs> way to lose a hand
1: I left I left Mike Martinez <laughs> with one little rib and that was my first encounter meeting Mike and he looked at me and he goes I don't want a pity rib <laughs> but in that session I did it up at Eastern District we laid out these task cards that are all like, icebreakers and fun, do now things. And it was all challenged by choice. And one day I said, you know what, let me see if this will work at home. And the way I connected with the students was, it was a Friday and I said, anyone who completes 10 tasks, you can leave the meet early. Well, high school kids are like, ooh, game why? let's go. Why do you, you <laughs> wanna leave the meet? Leave the meet, you know what, maybe you didn't have breakfast. Maybe you need a refill on a drink. Maybe you just need five minutes off, you know? But here's the deal, you have to complete the task. I had students standing up in their room doing cheerleader jumps, yelling, go Melbourne. I had students singing the national anthem. I had students doing conga line through the house. I had one, one task was uh, first 10 people to present a pet. I had kids running through the house with cats and dogs getting back to the camera. (laughs) It was the funniest thing, you know, find, find your craziest t-shirt and you see the kid in the background going through the dresser and, it was amazing and they did it because number one, it was challenged by choice. So the kids who really want to get out, they put themselves way, way into their stretch zone, but the smiles on their faces, or if you didn't want to do it, the smile of you watching one of your classmates sing the national anthem on a, on a meet, hilarious. It was right. so funny, you know, uh, it, I mean, my, my students have amazed me. I, I have been fortunate. We have in Melbourne, we have a, uh, camera on policy and i've heard so many horror stories from teachers all over the country who are teaching to icons and blank screens mm-hmm. because there's no camera you, you really can't form connection unless the cameras are on and and we have something where we say you know you have to be on camera i need to be able to see your face shoulders head i don't want to see ceiling fans i don't want to see recessed lighting <laughs> and i need to see your smiles you know uh okay. so it, it's truly It's been amazing. We still, you know, we still got a week to go, a week and a half, you know, so it's, we're not done yet.
0: Yeah, plenty of time to connect still to, to learn something new about somebody. Um, I feel like Mark, I I think you've been pushing this word connection relationships, which is kind of your thing, kind of, you know, kind of your bag. If I'm someone who maybe I'm new to teaching in general, new to phys ed, but I feel like I'm struggling to make these connections either virtually or maybe in person. What would be your your 30 second elevator pitch, your 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 word of advice, to either get more involved in adventure education in general, or just to kind of break down that barrier and put connection before curriculum? Yeah, there's a couple things. I don't know if I can get it done in 30 seconds, but I have, I have a couple <laughs> it's, good. It's issues. a hypothetical 30 seconds. But yeah, a couple good <laughs>
1: Bits of information for any any future professional or someone in their first couple years. Number one, you have to get involved in your state associations, such as Shape New Jersey. Now that you're a resident of Shape New Jersey, I'm going on record, uh, Mike Martinez needs to become active in Shape New Jersey. Um, become part of your state association, get involved, out. go to all the workshops that they offer, all the PD that they offer, make those essential connections. Um, Rich Wiles, uh, open trainer. All right, Uh, Rich Wiles in 2017 told me at the New Jersey Lake Conference, get on Twitter. And that was a game changer. It was a game changer because the connections you make in a professional learning network are crucial. I mean, I've met people up in Wisconsin, Washington State, California, Oregon, where we just talk adventure education. The most recent one I had was a young lady who teaches in a school in Germany, and she's trying to start up an adventure education program. Originally from Georgia, from the Atlanta area, and she's in Germany. And uh, I talked, I talked on a Zoom for an hour with her about her program. It was amazing, uh, truly amazing. But for training purposes, you just go online and, and search up Project Adventure or High Five Adventure and take any of their workshops. The one that really did it for me was uh, I took a workshop. It was called um, uh, Adventure Curriculum and Physical Education, and the word curriculum threw me because I thought it would be about writing curriculum. It was like a eight hour, two day, you know, 16 hour workshop doing nothing but activities. And I got lucky because one of their adjunct uh, trainers for Project Adventure was none other than New Jersey's own Chip Candy. And when you can spend 16 hours yeah. with Chip Candy and learning that uh, that type of activity, you know, you, you're inspired and you're motivated. But I walked into a training session up in Newport, Rhode Island, and there was a dynamic uh, trainer named Chris Ortiz from High Five Adventure. I, I was hooked immediately. This was back in 2015, and he now works in Penn State with their undergrads. And I said, I need to do this. You know, it's contagious. This is what, I, and I, I want to absorb so much. You know, that's why I'm meeting these people all over the country and learning different activities, and you can never learn enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you can never learn enough. There's always new tricks and old tricks that keep coming back. And you remember a game from 2005 that someone just did now. And you're like, I used to do that game, but why did I stop? Well, you stop (laughs) because you have so much. You can only get so much in.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, you can only get so much in. So that's the beautiful thing, too. You know, uh, behind me is a picture of Bruce Springsteen. It's like, you know, it's like going to a Springsteen concert. Some nights he'll play this song. Some nights he won't. Mm -hmm. Some days you get to a game. Some days you don't. And, you know, it's. You, ha- you know, you have a set list of activities and what you get to, you get to, and the kids will love it. And the ones that don't work, you back shelve it and you, re- you, re- you rethink it, you know, but without that training, you know, it's hard. I've seen people try to teach this without the training. You really can't get it from a book. It has to be from participation because you have to feel the passion and the energy in the training. And you got to feel the relationships being formed. That's when you, that's when you see the power of adventure.
0: And I mean, you're definitely walking the walk at you know in year 26, still learning new tricks and new ways to motivate and to inspire. So definitely practicing what you preach is something we <laughs> we appreciate from you a ton. As a, as I'm preparing to wrap this up, I'm thinking you've shared names, Twitter handles, websites, uh, all those resources. We'll link in our show notes for anyone who wants to reach out, uh, who has ever thought, well, I can never connect with a teacher from Australia. From sure you can. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll go ahead and, and try to make those connections for you, uh, but trying that, that thing for the first time, right? Be, being willing to put yourself out there is is the first step to making those connections. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't be afraid to make connections. Definitely, definitely. Uh, we, we appreciate you taking the time to connect with us tonight and to share just a, a minuscule portion of, of, of what you do, what you've done over the last year, over the last 15, 20 years, and just kind of give us an idea of what adventure education looks like beyond the ropes, you know, and we definitely appreciate your time and your expertise, buddy. I'm glad
1: you just said that beyond the ropes. We barely even talked about my high ropes course. I mean, we have 19 19 high elements, but what do we focus on? The foundation, the connection, you know, how you get there. And that that is most crucial. People think it's just all climbing and high ropes and zip lining. We didn't even talk about that. Absolutely. That's a
0: good book title. Absolutely. Beyond the Ropes. (laughs) Beyond the Ropes. (laughs) Um, If you would like to learn more about ropes or connection or adventure in general, we'll also add Mark's contact information to make sure that whoever's listening can reach out to him. Uh, Similar to us, this guy loves talking shop, loves sharing his passion, his love for not just adventure education, but education in general. So with your permission, of course, Mark, we'll definitely throw you out there. to to connect with the masses absolutely and if you have any questions for mr miller or myself well our information is always there available for you we love to interact with folks that are listening take new topic requests or ideas so we can get the guests that you want to hear on and try to keep this show a truly open forum you can always email the show directly at openforumpod at gmail.com uh, if you want to hit Mr. Miller or myself up, I'm available on Twitter at Phys Ed Freak. And I am at Coach Miller PE. So please keep those, those emails, those direct messages, those tweets coming our way. And hopefully we'll have something fun in store for you as we, we head to the official, the, the, the Northeast finish line yes. of this adventurous <laughs> school year. Uh, we hope to have something ready for you folks over the summer. Uh, but stay tuned for that. And until next time. Stay active, everyone.